his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Well, welcome, everyone. Welcome to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. You know how much I love that song, right? My hips will start moving in the chair, even though my feet are planted. It's like that. That's how much I love that song. It inspires me. So welcome to all of you, and thank you for sticking and staying with us right here at WCCO. Okay, Jonathan, I heard you do a little bit of the sports before we came into the 7 o'clock hour, and I want to know, did the Vikings win tonight? They did. The game ended about <laughs> 45 minutes ago, and Minnesota won 27-20 over the Chargers LA of Chargers. Los Angeles. Los oh, Angeles. My- my goodness, I told my brother, I said, you know they're going to win, J.D. He was like, you think so? Yeah, they're going to win. And they did. I, did. I didn't think they were going to win. Oh, most people don't think they're going to win. Well, I but just, I keep telling people, I said, no, Jonathan, I even said this to you. One day, they're going to be winning everything. You know, teams can stay in the dark for a while, or they can. you just can't seem to see them growing or getting better. And then all of a sudden, they do. You can name a whole bunch of teams I, like that over the last 30 years. I would like to see that. For the psyche of the people of the state of Minnesota and of Vikings fans everywhere, it would be nice for them to win, to win, a, to win the big one, to win the Super Bowl. It would be nice for them to, see, to, do, to have that in their quiver, that arrow in we their quiver. We almost had it. Remember 2018? We were so close. Yeah, then you ran into we Philadelphia. Were so close, then, right? Then they ran into Philadelphia, <laughs> right? No, the 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 closer one in in I guess you'd say modern times after the run of the Purple People leaders, and I'm gonna bring up a lot of bad memories with this 1999 or 1998, I should say. I was about to say, yeah, yeah, the mm-hmm. 99 championship game. Uh, mm-hmm. That team, I believe, would have won it all if they could have won that game against Atlanta. I don't, well, think, I don't think that Denver would have been able to stop them uh, from, from doing what they wanted to do. That team was prolific. Wow. Well, I tell you, you know, we've got fans that are, you know, they are complaining about not just the Vikings, but also the Timberwolves. And the Timberwolves host Phoenix tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. right here on WCCO Radio. What is your, um, what is your thought about that? Where do you think they will land tomorrow? Will they win it? Will they uh, it, win it? It, it, does, it doesn't look good. Uh, Phoenix is the defending Western Conference champions. Uh, they, they made it to the NBA Finals last year and lost to Milwaukee. And the Wolves had a nice win on Friday mm-hmm. over the Lakers. And then I was here on Saturday or last night when they faced the Clippers. And that game did not go so well. Um, it was it was over by halftime, 
So they're coming back home. That's a nice boost for them to, to face Phoenix at home. First time they faced them this season. But that's a tough squad. Uh, they they have to be ready with their defense, and it's I, I don't think it's shown itself enough yet for them to stay up with Phoenix. Now, it, it, st- stuff happens in the NBA. They weren't supposed to be the Lakers on Friday. Yeah. But Phoenix right now is a whole nother animal. Okay, okay, okay. You know, I love talking sports with you. I learn a lot, and then, then I, you know, it was much to my chagrin. And later on in the day, you know, it's kind of like as the night goes on, I go, now what was he talking about? I don't understand what he meant by that. So I tell you, you, you and I are going to have to somehow find a way for you to give me more information so it sticks with me. You know, simple terms. Think simple terms in sports for me, okay? Winning good, losing bad. <laughs> That's about as that's about as plain as you can put it. Winning good, losing bad. That's what you came up that's, with. That's, that's that's hilarious. You wanted it in the simplest of terms. That there you is go. it. You're right. You're right. You want, hey, you by want the more way, wins than losses. Well, it's not even that. I just want them to play well, even if the team is better than them. Play your best. But that's when you get into that hope where okay, we've played well enough to win some of these games. But if you play well enough and you lose, it still doesn't mean jack at the end of the season. So you have to be able to win some of those games yeah. you play well in to try to advance to the next thing, to try to advance to the next level. Okay, so if I were to look at my profession, okay, what I do um, in my real life, right, um, the whole thing is performing, singing, uh, emceeing, that sort of thing. And I love what I do. Yet I am always comparing myself to my former self. And when I say former, I don't talk, I'm not talking two years ago or 10 years ago. I'm talking two weeks ago or three months ago. I have to compare myself sure. to know if I'm getting any better, right? Sure, yes. And that is a big challenge. But the same thing in sports, right? No matter how often they um, work out, no matter how often they were they rehearse, let's say the way I use the language, I'm rehearsing for a performance. They are rehearsing for their performance too when they're at, you know, the, the what do you call it? Come on, Jonathan, give me the word. When, when they, they're at the, yeah, when when they're they're at the camp or, um, oh, you know, well, yeah. Yeah, when they're practicing, when, when, they're, they're, practicing, when they're training, yes. when they're doing that yep. sort of thing. Yeah, yep. so I kind of look at my life through that lens. At least I'm trying to look at it and through the eyes of sports to just to understand it better because those are some of the challenges, right? You have to keep going for it for the best that you can be just for you. You don't have to do it for all the fans and everybody else. Work on you. I have to work on me all the time. I, I, I sing every day. Do. That's what every athletes day. do. That's, right. that's why athletes are... That's what singers do too, yeah. right? That, yeah. That's what athletes do. That's why they practice. That's why they go through training camps before the season starts. That's why they, especially these days, it's, it's gotten progressively better as far as keeping your body in shape during the offseason, not letting yourself go, so mm-hmm. to speak. You know, you, you keep your mind right, you keep your body right. It's the same as a singer. If you get out of practice, if you get lazy with it, mm-hmm. you're not going to stay in your top form. So yeah, but same. you can tell with singers, it isn't always about, you know, being physically fit. A lot of us are. I'm not. Right, and but, a lot of those that are not are still being successful. But your, but so, your instrument that you use, your voice—that's what's you fit. Ha- you exactly. have to. St- that's what I'm talking about. Right. With with athletes, with a quarterback, it's his arm. With 
a, a power hitter in baseball, it's his swing. Or, uh, or her, or, no, or it's softball. It's her swing. It's it, there is a tool that they use or tools that they have that they have to keep sharp so that they can continue to grow and be better. And they do continue to they compare do. themselves to each other. The the thing that but wait a minute, the fans. But the fans are the ones that encourage us to be better. The fans are the one that, that watch you in your eye would, when you're playing I, on that field I, or I if you're standing on that stage and singing your heart out. They are looking into your soul. They're looking to see if the soul of the game or the soul of the song is where you are standing. I would say that fans are kind of a byproduct because I think when you, look at, when you talk to an athlete and you talk to what they want, what would you want most of all? The fans are part of it. I say most of all they want to win a, ch- a championship, whatever sport they're playing. They want to win that ultimate championship. And then if you're a professional, make that paper. Then why was it such a challenge during COVID time when people you know, were trying to play these games with no audience? No one. No one. I'm not saying it's a challenge. Let me tell you, it was hard. No, but it's, it's hard for them. It's hard for right. any of us who are in front of the public. If we are a public figure in the sense of being an athlete or being a performer, bottom line is we want to give it to the audience. My job is like a postal worker. I am here to deliver my gifts, period. I drop it off, and then I move on to the next thing. I've done my job. But here's the, here's the thing. You talk about last year and the fact that there were no fans for quite a bit of the of the seasons no matter right. what professional sport you were in it, it is tough. tough it was difficult and athletes did express that but i'm telling you right now the los angeles dodgers are not giving that world tro- tro- world series trophy back because there were fewer fans in the stands the milwaukee bucks are not giving back that nba finals the larry o'brien trophy because there were fewer fans in the stands the tampa bay lightning are not giving back the stanley cup because there were fewer fans in the stands that it was a weird year. It was an odd year. But those teams that won the, the ultimate prize, they're going to remember most of all, I got a ring. Yeah, they might have gotten a ring, but they also remember that there weren't people in the stands and how different that felt. What we need, whether you are a performer or you're an athlete, we need people to see, watch the incredible stamina or the work we've put into it or the spirit we've put into it. And when we can receive that back from either an athlete or a performer or an actress, you name it, then they know that they have delivered their gift. It's like, yes, I connected with the audience today. I connected with the fans today. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. I think that is a little bit lower on the totem pole than the ultimate goal, especially when you talk about athletics and you talk about teams trying to win championships. Because championships, in the it doesn't matter whether people were at the stadium or people were watching on television or people heard about it five years later. They know you won a title, and that – that garners quite a bit of respect down the road. Well, I would like to hear from our listeners. If you would like to join into this conversation, please text us at 651-461-99. Excuse me. Do I have that number right? Yes, 461-9226. Yep. That's it. 651-461-9226. 
We encourage you to write us and let us know if you agree with Jonathan or do you agree with me or you agree with both of us or you agree with neither of us. We'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Um, we may not be able to talk about it for a couple of hours, but I promise you we'll come back to it. Just send us your information and Jonathan will share it with me. All right, I do want to tell you about some of the um, great guests that we have. Um, at 7.30 tonight, Jack Rice is going to join. I remember he used to be a, a, he's a former WCCO talk show host and a former federal prosecutor, and right now he is a, a defense attorney. And he'll be joining us at 735. Then, of course, we're going to have um, so many more guests that I'm excited about uh, introducing you to. But this first one at 720, which is in any second, uh, Scott Ford is going to join us. And I cannot wait for you to hear from the president of the U.S. Bank Wealth Management Affluent. And he's joining us in just a moment. So stay tuned. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It is now 722 here at WCCO. Welcome back to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele, and it is a pleasure to introduce to you Scott Ford. Why? Well, earlier this week, U.S. Bank released their Building Black Wealth Insights Research, which highlighted the financial needs, goals, and challenges of black Americans. Scott Ford is the president of U.S. Bank Wealth Management, Affluent, and joins us with more. Welcome, sir. It is I mean, it's just such a great pleasure to have you on tonight. Geraldine, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you. And I tell you, as I started reading some of your bio, which is so filled with beautiful um, uh, information about you, I kept wondering, now that you have settled in at U.S. Bank, first of all, tell me how you like it. Tell me how you like Minnesota. And, and are you from here? <laughs> so, so I'm not from here. I actually live in uh, New York. I was born and raised in the New York area. Uh, and I live in the suburbs uh, in, of Long Island. Um, so I started with U.S. Bank in February of this year. Actually, it was February 2nd. I'll never forget it because it was Groundhog Day. And uh, so far, it's been a wonderful, wonderful experience. Um, you know, the, the, what was advertised is exactly what, what I see here. They have wonderful people who are highly collaborative, work together, um, and that spirit really is driven from the top, from the top down. So, so I really am enjoying myself. 
Well, we're glad to have you here, so welcome. Now, of course, I want to talk about this amazing uh, survey that was released, Building Black Wealth Insights Research. Tell me how this research decided to come together. Who was the, who was the catalyst, the person that said, we need to do a survey like this? You know, it's, it's, uh, th- that's a great question, just kind of like just by way of background and context. So, you know, following the death of George Floyd, uh, you know, many of the, the folks around U.S. Bank just said, what can we do given our unique skills, capabilities and expertise in banking, financial services, wealth management? How can we contribute to this body of work? So U.S. Bank came up with Access Commitment, which is a long-term framework to help build wealth and redefine how we serve racially diverse customers and identify more opportunities for racially diverse employees. So the Access Commitment was really targeted at three groups, families and communities, small business owners, and employees. And so as part of that effort, to listen and learn, that was the genesis of the study. So they recently surveyed over 4,000 people to better understand the financial needs and challenges facing black Americans. And that, that's what the Building Black Wealth study, Insight study is. It was 4,024 people, I believe. And the first thing I wanted to know when I read about this survey was how did the people respond? Um, how, how did you know that the metrics were successful? Did you know that, um, how did you know that people that answered the questions, as you know, a lot of times we're asked to do these surveys, but how do you know it's truthful? Did you find the information that proved that this, yes, this matches up with what we believe as well? Well, I think that um, some of the senior leaders here, and and this uh, goes back to before my joining the organization, but I know we also went on a listening tour internally um, with our own employees and also with some of the community um, organizations and nonprofit groups that we partner with. So I think that what we learned in the the study, it was, was consistent with what we were hearing, and some of that is, you know, certainly not not surprising. Um, You know, for example, you know, 23% of African-Americans say they've been treated differently by the financial service industry due to race, and that's versus 13% of Hispanics and 6% for for whites, right? So so some of the things were were not surprising, kind of like what we expected, but there were other things that were quite surprising, so... Well, here's one thing that didn't surprise me is that uh, many of the African-Americans wanted someone, if they're advising them financially, they want them to look like them or, or have something in common with them. Tell me more about that. Oh, absolutely. We, we know that representation is an issue um, in this industry. And so, you know, th- th- that was clear from the survey re- respondents. You know, again, that data point about 23 percent saying they've been treated differently you know, blacks are twice as likely as non-blacks to want financial planners, right, who look like them. And so we know that that representation is important. African-Americans make up less than 3% of the population of financial advisors right across this country. So one of the things that we're working on at U.S. Bank, and one of the things I'm really proud of is we are enhancing our advisor development program, which is part of our diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy specifically designed 
significantly increase the number of African Americans and, and, and advisors of color, generally speaking, diverse advisors, um, to become, uh, to hire and train them to become financial advisors because they're so underrepresented in this industry. And that's really been a long term challenge. How far have you come so far? Uh, so, so far, we have, I want to say, not, not far enough to be perfectly, to be perfectly candid. You know, I got here in, in February, and, and our statistics look much like the rest of the industry. But what I can tell you is it is a top priority for us going into 2022, and we're ramping up that program so that we can really start to move the needle on it. And the only way it's going to happen is to be really deliberate and intentional, right, and just really put, put, some, put some heft behind it to make sure that we're, to make sure that we're really making some progress. A lot of single so we have women. A lot of work to do, to be honest. I appreciate your honesty, sir. A lot of women, uh, especially single mothers, have a real challenge in trying to save. Um, and knowing that, what are you offering in this survey? What did you learn about the single mothers and how they feel about trying to save and move forward into uh, having an advisor to to help them build wealth? Yeah, you know that that's another interesting um, uh, insight from the study. So. Single mothers actually feel they do a better job. Actually, they're more likely to have a plan around day-to-day planning than their male counterparts in the study. Where we have some work to do, you know, is basically around the women, generally speaking, and we also know this, and this was consistent with our 2019 uh, women in Wealth Insight study that they, generally speaking, will associate things like financial planning, money management, and those kind of uh, uh, terms with anxiety, fear, and the like. So we have a lot of work to do just in terms of, like, how we frame and how we work with women in particular. But many of them are really, really good at the day-to-day aspect of financial planning. I've actually some friends and, and, and colleagues that I have, like, why is that? And I, the answer was, well, because they have to be on the day-to-day, right? If you're a single mom and you're responsible for raising your family and there's no one else to help you, you've got to be really good at the day-to-day. We, we've certainly got some things that we could do to help support them with their long-term planning. Well, I do know that single women or married women that are raising their families by themselves or divorced women, the big challenge is that the pandemic has changed how we save. It has changed the industry as far as advisors, a lot of financial advisors, um, a lot of companies with financial advisors lost advisors during this pandemic. Uh, now that things seem to be getting a little better and a little worse from time to time, where do you see us standing as, as black people trying to build wealth during this time? You know, African-Americans, that the, the, the survey respondents from this particular survey actually believe that they're better off than they were a year ago, which was completely counterintuitive for me, just given the fact that our communities uh, were much more adversely impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic. But these particular individuals felt like they were better off from a year a year ago. We don't exactly know why, so we have some more work to do kind of double-clicking on that. But many of them feel better about where they were a year ago. We also know from the survey that they feel, for as many challenges as our our people have faced, they feel generally positive 
I guess, cautiously optimistic about the financial services industry overall. Well, I, I do know that as we looked, as I looked at some of the uh, responses to the survey and, and how well you did or how well you are concerned about other areas, um, it, it's interesting that there were, you know, uh, uh, Asian Americans, Hispanic Americans that were mentioned in the survey as well. Did you only look at black people or did you, did you first talk to black people and now you're going to talk to others? I know you said Hispanic as well. Yeah, no, so uh, the, the, the survey, again, was a little over 4,000 people basically evenly distributed across, uh, you know, blacks, Hispanics, Asians, and Caucasians. Because what we're really trying to get to the heart of is what, what, what's different about the African-American experience in terms of trying to build wealth in, in our communities. And so it included all, all those races. But I think that we can continue to learn from the information we glean here, again, this is about listening and identifying opportunities to find out how we can help. And you can't do that without talking to people and listening and, and learning about the, the, the particular challenges that they face. Final question, sir. What's next? What's the next step for you as um, the president of U.S. Bank Wealth Management Affluent? Well, I'm really excited about this work, and I've been in this industry for a very, very long time, you know, working on these specific challenges. You know, we know that racial wealth gap is still significant, and we we are committed to this work for the long term, which is part of the reason why I was so excited about joining um, U.S. Bank. And one of the things that we're going to do to make sure that we're getting the impact out of this is we're partnering with the Urban Institute, and they're going to help us define, track, and evaluate our social impact um, and, our, and the results that we can expect to see in 2022. So it's not just going to be about U.S. Bank kind of giving ourselves a pat on the back. You know, we're partnering with, you know, an organization that is expert in measuring social impact, and we're going to hold ourselves accountable um, to, to making sure this work continues. So many of the initiatives that we started are well underway, including, as we discussed, increasing the number of black financial advisors over the next two years, you know, investing over $200 million in black-owned and led businesses since June of 2020, and $25 million in loans and grants to small businesses run by women of color. And so we're, we're certainly uh, putting our money where our mouth is, and uh, would love to come back at some point and share with your audience about how we've done. Well, we will be, um, we will be following the money, that is for sure. And I do want to have you back on in about six to eight months. I hope you will join us again, Scott Ford. Thank you so much for taking the time to be with us tonight. Thank you for having me, and I would love to come back. I would love to meet you in person, sir. Shake your hand. you got a long haul on this particular subject, but you are on it, and I am excited that you're here. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. All right. Well, today's conversation on race is brought to you by YMCA of the North. YMCA is committed to discussions on racial equity and inclusion and being a leader in social responsibility. We'll be right back.
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast. Sometimes you need a change of pace. That includes your finances. Get smart with your budgeting with financial tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's trusted experts will set future you up for success by untangling today's web of financial misinformation. Learn about smart investing strategies, tax planning pointers, and travel tips to save on a fun family getaway. Maybe somewhere tropical? Spring ahead for smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It is now 7.39 here at WCCO. Welcome back. You are listening to Steel Talking. I'm your host, Geraldine Steele. And, of course, you know there's lots of legal matters to discuss this week. And many Americans are paying attention. Thank goodness. It seems like we've been asleep for a while, but now we are awake. And that is why we asked Jack Rice, our friend, former WCCO talk show host, former federal prosecutor, and current defense attorney to join us. That's right. Jack Rice is joining us right now. How are you, sir? Great to be with you again. It's great to be with you. It seems like it's happening more and more, so I really appreciate that. Yeah, I know. You're right. You look at what's going on around the country. There are so many issues that are out there. There's the Rittenhouse case. There's the Arbery case going on in Georgia. There's the Kim Pong case coming up at the end of the month. So Mm -hmm. much more. So much more. And let's talk about that, Um, because here's the deal. The judge in the Kim Potter trial is now allowing video inside the courtroom for the trial that gets underway later this month. You already know this. You know what's happening. Give us the whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. That is coming. In fact, uh, Judge Chu, I've had a murder case in front of her myself in Minneapolis. And what we know is this. She originally said she was not going to allow cameras in the courtroom. She reversed herself. And essentially, I think what she did was she decided that this needed more transparency, that there could be a fair and impartial jury, and there could be a fair trial, and that the American people could watch this as well. So I think that that under those circumstances, that's a very positive step. So you're saying that she's the one that wants this to be um, in, in in the courtroom? Well, that's what the judge ruled. I mean, in her case, you had a lot of people wanting this to happen. And 
I have to tell you, I'm, I'm torn honestly because I have cases myself where the media has wanted to be in the room for it. And my concern sometimes is that this reaction drives some people to change their behavior or act differently in front of the jury or all sorts of other things. And so I'm always concerned about what the media might do or how it impacts the trial itself. And yet, at the same time, sort of as an American, I appreciate the absolute need for transparency. People need to believe in our system of justice. And I think there's a lot of people in this country really over many, many years come to doubt it more and more. And that is a very, very troubling thing. Uh, Jack, we can barely hear you. I don't know if you need to shift a little differently um, just for us to be able to hear you, but it's not coming through very clearly. Sure, um, I'll, I'll try a little. Oh, bit. now I can hear you. You sound great. So okay. you gave us a lot of information in that with Kim Porter. Um, I'm not sure uh, how people are feeling about allowing a video inside the courtroom um, with, with – um, oh, my gosh, who was the football player they thought killed his wife? Come on, the famous – Big, gigantic case. Um, OJ. OJ. Yes, thank you. I remember when it, the 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 court, the cameras went into the courtroom, and it was a real challenge for the communities around, you know, the black communities trying to figure out, okay, why are they doing this? You know, they haven't done that for other cases, that sort of thing. And so now we're starting to see a lot more of that. Do you think it will be mandatory in the future for cases like this and beyond to have video uh, allowed? You know, it's a great question. If we think about what happened with the, the Derek Chauvin trial, and we look at what uh, Judge Cahill did. Uh, the whole concept behind it was we need to have more transparency. We need more people to see how the process works. Because, again, there is this doubt that it's legitimate, that it's credible, and that it applies equally. And so that was really his argument. And, and I, I get the argument, and I do think it's critically important because, and I will say this, is the system fair? No. No. Well, it's absolutely not. I can tell you from being on the inside, I watch juries treat people differently. I watch how sentences are applied. I watch how convictions have taken place. And race has impacted that issue absolutely. Well, I tell you, as we keep watching this unfold and more and more cases we see, I don't know how it's going to affect or infect us as a nation. And I know that this is a global time as well. I know it's not just Americans watching uh, the Kim Porter or the, the Kenosha or the Aubrey cases. It's the world watching. Their eyes are on America. And, of course, I believe that, that we are we are – adversely affecting the rest of the world doing something like this. So where do we go next? Do you think it's it's smart of us to keep going in this direction, or is there another direction you see that will work better for us? Well, I think I can start with saying you're absolutely right about the international aspect of this. I mean, I was covering the Derek Chauvin case for BBC, uh, the Times of London, uh, in Australia, uh, Canada, uh, Singapore, the list went on and on and on. And so the entire world is watching this issue. At the same time, what I think is as important, maybe actually, frankly, more important, 
it's not about just having cameras there. It's about the application of law equally for all of us. And that's something that's going to require a lot more effort and a lot more people involved. And I mean people who look like all of us, not just a small sliver of America, because this represents all of who we are. And that must happen. Mm. Let's talk about Rittenhouse for a moment, because for me, from the very moment he started shooting that gun, I remember it well, um, it, it looked like he was having fun. It didn't look like he felt angry. It didn't look like he was upset. It didn't look like he uh, didn't know what he was doing. It looked like he knew what he was doing and he was okay with that. So now as you um, see what is happening in the courtroom, did you find him convincing when he did his emotional te- uh, testimony or did you feel like it was all for show? When I looked at the case as a whole, even before he took the stand, this is where I knew things were going to get ugly. It's when you couldn't call the people who were shot victims. When you, and I understand the logic, because that is a fundamental question of this case. But when you said that was the case, while you also said that the defense could call the people in the streets arsonists and looters and those sorts of things. Because we knew that once you do that and you roll these people out as arsonists and thieves and looters, Mm-hmm. What do you expect is going to happen to people like that if they get out into the streets? They get shot. This simply was a gift for the defense, and the defense was thrilled as soon as, as, soon as that uh, ruling came down. I saw a picture um, of um, Rittenhouse um, earlier today, and it was him and his lawyer sitting next to each other, and the lawyers were just smiling ear to ear. You know, you just... It just breaks my heart as I see this all happening in our country. And as we move forward, are we really moving forward, right? So emotional testimony for him or not, I I don't know if it's sincere. I'm not trying to judge him. It's not my job to judge him. But I'm just wondering, what are those jurors? In In fact, tell me how many men and how many women are on his jury. Well, here's what we know, and I don't have all of the stats, but of the 12 jurors that will decide, 11 of them are white, one person of color. And that's pretty dramatic when you think about where we are here. You know, one of the things that this jury is going to be struggling with is this, is that it really is going to ignore how this 17-year-old illegally brought this weapon across state lines and into this impossible situation and shouldn't have even had possession of it. That's not going to be their question. The way this has been laid out is will only be if it was reasonable for him to be defending himself when people came at him the way that they did. You realize how myopic that is? Mm -hmm. That's what this jury gets to struggle with. That's a struggle. I'm just That's glad um, I wasn't called in for that. It just is very tough. Finally, I want to ask you about um, Ahmad Aubrey. Um, the trial of the accused men and the killing of him. Um, the case is finally getting going. What are you expecting this week? Oh, and before you answer that, also so I, w- I want to ask you, isn't it closing arguments tomorrow for Rittenhouse? Yeah, Rittenhouse is going to the jury this next week. They're going to be wow. deciding on it. Wow. What are you expecting the outcome to be? I have a bad feeling. 
I, I mm. think that the jury could certainly come back with a not guilty on all counts. Doesn't this encourage other people to go for it? Yes. You know, if he can yes, get away it with it, I can get away with it. Well, well, that's the problem. And if you think about the logic here, the logic seems to be I get to walk out anywhere I want, whenever I want, regardless of the danger that I cause as a result of my own decisions with M4s, with 357 mags, with 45s. Who cares? Not my problem. That's a fear. I don't know what we can do about it. I'm just unsure of it all. Uh, and it's not just happening, you know, in one part of the world or one part of our country. It's just happening all over the place. I saw on um, Fox News, and I wish I could remember the name of the show, but there was a, a handsome man who was talking to the guest, uh, was talking to the host. And he said, I just don't understand why I can't kill people. I mean, that's the whole point. I wanted to kill people. Now, I should be killing people. Why can't we kill these people? And he's talking about those who are not Trumpsters, you know? And you just kind of stop and go, are they kidding? Are, are we in the dark ages? Are, are we on our way to the dark ages now? Well, you know, one of the struggles that's going to happen with the Arbery case in Georgia is this, is that the law that was in place at the time is objectively a racist law. Truly. I mean, they overturned it subsequently. But the law in place was set in place in 1863, and it was really designed for white people to hunt down slaves. And that's, that's the standard that applied all the way through. And so this allows people to stop people, to take people down if they think they were committing crimes. And so even if they're the ones who are doing certain things that one would consider wrong, the law that applied at the time is this 1863 racist law? And that's what's going on with Arbery right now. And that's, and that's all you so have to do. Horrifying. Yeah. yeah, and all you have to do is look at the abortion um, rights and how they're taking that away, and they're giving bounty, money. They're putting them out there. So, oh, my gosh, it's incredible. I wish we had more time. You and I know we can talk for a long time. Um, really <laughs> appreciate you taking the time and joining us, Jack. Really good to hear your voice. Huge fan. Thank you so much. You take care. All right, that was Jack Rice. And, of course, today's conversation with Jack Rice is on race and is brought to you by YMCA of North of the North. YMCA is committed to discussions on racial equity and inclusion and being a leader in social responsibility. We'll be back. Tacovas is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovas. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west.
When it comes to air quality, the bad news is that wildfires and air pollution have really degraded the quality of our air. But the good news is that we are all realizing that the quality of our air, especially our indoor air, is really darn important. In 30 minutes, Puro Air will remove allergens, dust, smoke, and gases from your room. It uses a stronger type of filter called HEPA-14, and it filters pollutants at a microscopic level. Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com. That's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. It is now 7.56 here at WCCO. Welcome back. Isn't it amazing how things are changing so much in our country, in our homes, in our states, in our cities, in our neighborhoods, our communities? It is remarkable. And it seems like we are taking it in just like we took in all of the information we could about the vaccine and about the virus, uh, COVID-19 and all of that. But in the mix of it all, it feels as though we have lost a piece of ourselves. We are starting to see so much um, disturbance. Uh, it seems like we are starting to um, become, uh, you know, quite acceptable, acceptable to the murders and to the crime and to the anger and to the pain. It almost feels as though many of us are giving up wanting to fight for what is good and what is just. And as we watch it unfold on television, do we sit in our comfortable chairs with our, you know, our little, <laughs> you know, making sure that everyone can see that we have, look at, look at me, I have this, um, this thing that, that helps me connect to all of these television shows and films and so much more. And we hold on to that item because we can just switch anytime we want to. But is it really that easy? I beg to differ. I do not believe it is easy. I think we are fighting for our lives, but quietly. And maybe it's time for us to scream. Doesn't hurt to scream. Trust me. Pay attention. Wake up if you're not awake. Pay attention to what is happening. Because whether or not it's in your neighborhood or not, it'll get around to you. Just like it's gotten around to me. We'll be back. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data Fixed Median Download Speeds USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.